0: Welcome into Siouxland Sports Insider. I'm Marty Millard, uh, joined by Mitch McCumber. Mitch, how are you today? I'm doing great, Marty. Good, good. And uh, we have a guest here tonight. Uh, happy to have uh, junior quarterback, senior to be quarterback, Tyler Smith from Sergeant Bluff. Uh, Tyler, welcome in. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Um, you know, it's March. Um, college football, uh, spring, uh, spring football is getting ready to take off. Uh, across the country and you know with with football um there's there's camps that kids go to uh... individual camps team camps well and then there's camps that are a big deal um, and we want to bring tyler smith in to share with us uh... he's uh... invited to and attending uh... the elite eleven uh... regional camp um... to be held in dallas on march twenty seventh um, tyler uh... What's your thoughts on, you know, first of all, the invite and being able to compete? Um, and for folks that are out there, the Elite 11 um, has distinct alumni um, that, have, that have participated in this event. C.J. Stroud. Um, Max Dugan. Max Dugan. Hunter some... Deckers um, just down the road from West Sioux, uh, who is now at Iowa State. So, uh, you know, th- this provides an opportunity for exposure and uh Tyler, are you looking forward to that?
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um when I got the invite I was pretty excited. Um it's I've kinda of i I've watched the show my entire life. I mm-hmm. I've always thought it'd be kinda of cool to get on it and um I think it'd be I think it's a good opportunity for me to kinda of get my name out there because not a lot of colleges are um showing interest right now and I think I think I am talented enough to where I can play at the college level and I think uh, I can prove that at the regional. Absolutely.
0: Mitch.
2: Yeah. So like, just kind of go through us with, uh, you know, a lot of people don't watch or haven't grown up watching the elite 11 camps. Basically like when you get down to Dallas, what are they going to have you do? Are they going to, it's going to be like a combine type thing or what are they looking for in, in a quarterback? I think there, uh, there's going to be some testing like 40 yard dash. Um, I think
1: there might be like the L drill, stuff like that. And then, um, they're going to put us through a script of throws and, uh, Just kind of stuff that they like to see from quarterbacks and see um, if high school quarterbacks have those abilities to do that. So I'm excited for it. Um,
0: Just hoping I do do well. Um, With that, um, each player will receive uh, their testing results at the conclusion of the event here for uh, the Elite 11. Um, The results will be shared uh, with college college programs through the UC report, um, which I had taken a peek at. And it's the nation's premier underclassmen um, scouting database. So your, your tape is, um, your throws and everything, the cuts um, from the event are gonna be uh, on display for coaches across the country to take a look. And obviously, uh, you know, as, as uh, Mitch had mentioned, this this did wonders for the recruitment of deckers um, from West Sioux and uh, uh, Max Duggan, as, as we have mentioned earlier too, uh, now at TCU. So. You know, they see that Iowa. They, see, they know those kids. They've kind of paved the way a little bit. So I've seen you play. I know you can throw the football. I know you can read a defense. I've always been impressed with uh, just your mannerisms and your leadership ability in and out of the huddle. Um, you're a team guy, and, and you're a leader. Um, it's pretty easy to notice that. I think coaches will see that on tape, and, uh, you know, you, you, you've worked hard, and it, it'll pay dividends here in the end.
2: Yeah, and I think that we we talked about before before we got on the broadcast too is, you know, stats can be deceiving, but film doesn't lie. And right. and you getting that extra film down there at the Elite Eleven, you know, with other juniors and you know some potential seniors and even sophomores, uh, down there, it's it's a it's a huge thing too because you already know kind of where you sit in the state of Iowa with quarterbacks. Coming back in, probably one of the top ranked quarterbacks in in 3A. Mm-hmm. Now you're going down and you're like, not only am I a top quarterback in, in 3A in the state of Iowa, but I match up at, at X spot with all the quarterbacks in the Elite 11 down in Dallas. And, you know, obviously the, the biggest motivator and believer has got to be yourself when you go down there. But, you know, I think Marty I, and, and the rest of the community is excited to have you go down there and we're excited to see the kind of film you put on.
1: Yeah, I mean, anything to get my name out there, really, I'm going to take advantage of it. Uh, that's. Really, what I try to do is get my name out to as many coaches as possible, and uh, I know there's going to be a lot of great quarterbacks down there at the Elite 11, and um, I'm excited to see where I
2: stack up with those guys. Yeah, and we talk about exposure from the Elite 11. We'll we'll kind of get into the, the college mix here. So, uh, any colleges, I know you don't have a ton of interest from, from colleges as of right now, but... After this exposure happens, um, is there anything that you're looking for in a college? Like, have you picked out uh, what kind of major you want to be or anything like that? Or
1: um, I don't really know what I want to study yet, but I just know I want to go into a good team environment uh, where the coaches and players are all on the same page. Um, I'd like to have a nice campus to be able to walk around and view every single day. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just about finding
2: somewhere where I'm comfortable with being and happy to play. Right. It's always about the right fit. That's, a, that's definitely a big one there as well. Yeah. Um, so, it, talking about your game, and, and you're, you're a little smaller for a quarterback, but all the intangibles are there. You're quick. Uh, you, you can move in and out of the pocket. You put on some throws that we've seen, you know, um, live and in a huddle that, that are kind of eye-popping. And, wow, like there are very few people that can do that. Do you model your game after any sort of quarterback? Or um, I, As a
1: little kid, I used to watch Russell Wilson a lot. Um, he was always one of my favorite quarterbacks growing up. Um, he still is one of my favorites, but I think um, what I always try to do uh, when I was younger was just uh, imitate the throw on the run like he did um, and just throwing it deep, I guess, because he has a really strong arm, very accurate downfield. So I'd say if it was anyone, it'd probably be Russell Wilson.
2: Yeah, and Russell Wilson, kind of a good dynamic too. He's a not the biggest quarterback, right. smaller hands yeah. coming out of Wisconsin, you know, pretty prolific for their running backs mm-hmm. um, and comes in and now uh, has a great – Stint with the uh, the Seahawks and now on my Denver Broncos, so I'm pretty yeah. happy about that too. Yeah, but he's
0: headed uh, your way. They got better overnight.
2: Yeah, that's that's a good. I mean, that's a. I would say as comparison, and from what I've seen, that's a great mold to have after. Um, you know, and and I think that all the intangibles, like I said, are there. Um, from what you model your game after, but uh, it's always key, it's curious when when you're a football player or a baseball player or anything, um, if you model your game after someone and you can kind of see different tendencies or things that they like to do and you like to style your game after. So uh, I can definitely see some rustle in your game for sure. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, You know, I was just going to ask you, Tyler, uh, you know, senior year coming up, uh, big year, uh, you'll be a three-year starter here this fall. Um, What's transpired with your game um, that you're you're most proud of as far as, um, you know, maybe it's a certain facet of your game that's really improved uh, since you started in that huddle that first game as a sophomore
1: um I'd say the biggest thing I've improved on is uh knowing where to go with the ball and when um mm-hmm. as a sophomore I feel like sometimes I would just kind of blindly chuck it up and hope for the best and then over the off season after my sophomore year me and my dad really looked at film and kind of broke it down and looked what looked at what I needed to do better as far mm-hmm. as reading coverage is and I feel like uh last year my junior year I thought I did it uh, a better job of that of really looking off the defense and finding what's there and not and another big thing is um, not trying to make the big play every single time. I feel like uh, taking what's there is really important it's a good yeah. drive starter
0: take the small change and uh, move the sticks um, and one thing uh, before we get to be- get back to Mitch, I did want to point out uh, over your first two seasons as a starter. Um, 46 touchdowns, nine interceptions. So, obviously, you put a premium on protecting the football. Um, what – what can you speak to that for us? Um, I'd say uh, accuracy
1: is probably one thing. I try and put it in a place where only my guy can get uh, – reach the ball. And I've had a couple lucky breaks of dropped interceptions, stuff like that. <laughs> but I feel like um, most of the interceptions I had was either a boneheaded play or – me just trying to do too much, so I feel like uh last year and in this off season it's been more of a focus to uh not try and make the big play every single time, don't force it and just take what's there and move on to the next play
2: yeah and and you talk about as a especially in a quarterback, it's the most you know under the microscope position that there is in football and and as you go from your sophomore to senior year you'll you'll see not only in film but in stats your maturity as a player and I think that's really what's gonna gonna affect uh, how you play this year is you know you, you said you and your dad sat down and looked at film it's it's looking at film and being like all right I understand that I know I can make that throw but maybe sometimes I gotta hit a check down and and just growing in your mind as a quarterback Because like we said you we can we know you can fit that ball in the and we know you can take off and run but the mental side of, of being a quarterback is, is a huge thing and you know, you starting now, this will be your third year, you get a lot more opportunities to, to in develop your game mentally um, than some other players do. And, and you've seen the growth. I've seen the growth on tape. I've seen the growth in person uh, of you, like you said, in your sophomore year. It was kind of playing some 500 ball a little bit. You had some bigger receivers, so you were allowed to do that. And then this list last year, you were fitting balls into some seams. You were... There's some that were still a little bit uh, gimme balls, but you had good receivers and you had trust in them. And that's uh, the main thing that you have to do when you're a quarterback and, you know, just watching your game develop. And Marty kind of touched on too, the 46 to nine. It's a five to one touchdown to interception ratio. I, I, there's quarterbacks in the NFL. that don't have that good of a touchdown to interception ratio. But you've thrown for four over four thousand yards. You've rushed for four hundred and eighteen. The, talk about a little bit about the dynamics. You're not just a pocket passer. You can get out and and you're shifty with your feet. What uh, what's different with your game than some other quarterbacks in the state of Iowa with how multi-dimensional you are?
1: Um, I'd say the main thing is just um, a passion for the game. I feel like that's something I've shared with my dad my entire life is just a love for the game of football. And you know, there's a lot of talented quarterbacks out there, but um, I try and. Uh, pride myself on being the hardest worker and everything I, everything I do. And, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah,
2: yeah and, and kind of basing off of that, too, like uh, a lot of people say, and you see it a lot, and a lot in movies, um, but having the head coach also be your dad, you know, it's got to be different. I'm sure he's a little bit harder on you than, than some other players. But, you know, growing up in a, in a football family, uh, your dad's been a, a – a, a, insanely good coach wherever he's been at um and he brought that culture that he had with him to sergeant bluff what's it like i mean going through your entire uh you know high school career with your dad at head coach you know giving you pointers he knows the game better probably better than anyone around here and just you know having him in your corner and you know having the trust in you to start as a sophomore and then you know basically lead this team all the way up through your senior year i mean yeah so far it's been the most fun two football seasons in my life
1: uh Having him as my coach, it's it's challenging at sometimes, you know, because we butt heads. I think I'm right. He knows he's right. Um, so, just yeah, stuff like that. It uh, I can get to my head sometimes, but I know he's he's right 90% of the time. So I just kind of got to put my head down and listen to what he says. But you know, off the field, we don't really talk much about what goes on at the uh, during practice or games or anything
0: like that. We just try and save that for football. As we sit here, you know, and uh, you know, towards the end of March almost, um, what are, what are your thoughts as far as next fall and what you what you guys have coming back, um, the artillery you have, um, as specialists, and then you've got a good solid offensive line um, that's coming back almost intact, so. Um I would think that's gonna parlay into good things for you guys offensively this fall.
1: Uh, yeah, I gotta give credit to the big boys up front. Huh? Yeah. I love those guys yep. Yep. you know they keep me safe and save me from having broken ribs or a concussion every single game yep. so i gotta I have a lot of love for those guys and then you know skill position wise we got our slot receiver back Jake Hamilton <laughs> made some really big plays last year for us. he's gonna do the same mm-hmm. uh, his senior year Scott Kroll, another receiver he's gonna do good things again he made a couple really nice plays last year for us and then you know we got some other guys that are going to step up and make some plays um, a couple of underclassmen who I think could step up and have a really big role for us so I'm excited with what we have coming back you know uh, last year of high school football just going to leave it all out there and hope for the best
2: yeah, and you guys, I mean, had a great season last year. We talked before we got on air too. probably the third best team in, in the state of 3A. The other two teams you ran through to, to get to the, the playoffs there and then eventually lost to a team that played for a state title. You know, it, you you lose some seniors, and every year uh, every team's going to lose seniors. But you talk about the the camaraderie and everything that, that Sergeant Bluff has, and it's really a next man up mentality. And it's just it speaks to the, the you know the the weightlifting facilities, and then obviously going through and like the youth football. Uh, it's a good culture there. Yeah, it's it's really good culture, and yeah. it's like, and before, uh, you know, I, I went to school, I graduated in 2012 from Sergeant Bluff football was was kind of a second secondary sport we were a really good wrestling team had a really good wrestling program still do at sergeant buff and insane uh, wrestling program there but it, it, the football was was a sport where on yeah, friday night you you would go to the game but if we won we won if we lost you know it, it wasn't no, no big surprise just talk about i mean you've kind of grown up through it with, with uh, you know, having your dad move here. How has that, that, that culture changed? And what are, like, what are practices different than than what other teams have? Or you guys are obviously, you know, going heavy to it. Do you put more credit to the practices and the play styling or just the the, the players putting their, their heads together, working hard in the offseason, getting into the weight room and stuff like that?
1: Um, yeah, I think the culture definitely uh, changed for the best. Uh, I think, like you said, it used to be – you know, football used to be kind of nonchalant. You know, if you won, congrats, but if you lost, no one really cared about it. Um, and I think that's that's really changed at Sergeant Bluff. Um, I feel like football is something everyone in the town gets excited for every single year. And, you know, it's just a credit to our coaching staff. They they really get guys going. Um, they get us ready to go for those Friday night games. And, uh, you know, also the, the team, um, summer workouts come around, you know, a lot of teams in the state are dreading that and, you know, we're counting down the days for those summer workouts to start, you know, getting there with the team and, uh, have a good, um, upbeat workout. Um, you know, that's just something we love to do. We just embrace the grind and, you know, that's something that that's changed to
2: Sergeant bluff for the better. Definitely. And you just got done with a, uh, for for better words, a, a pretty impressive basketball season. Yeah. You know, people picked Sergeant Bluff to to finish dead last in, in the MRAC, not win a lot of games. You guys pulled off probably one of the bigger upsets of the year, beating Lewis Central. Um, and, and uh, that game I believe was down at Lewis Central too. If we I'm, we lost Lewis Central, but we beat AL. AL. AL is who we beat. AL. That's correct. Yep. So uh, and then and then that, that team with Jamison Gruber who can score. Um and and you guys go and handle business there. So it transcends from from a, a good football season into a, a basketball season where you don't return any seniors. You're the leader. You're the, you're, the you're, you're your starting point guard. In the in a sense, you're you're the quarterback on the field and you're the quarterback on the court. How easy was it for you to 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 move your game from one to the other, be, being that? You know, the, the offense is going to run through you, and, and that's kind of what Scaff had in mind and uh, how you guys were able to execute. And you guys return everyone for next year. Obviously, you're going to have, uh, you know, high hopes for the football season. You guys could have a pretty good basketball season next year as well.
1: Um Yeah, uh, coming into basketball season, um, I know a lot of people were doubting us, saying we're not going to be any good. And, you know, our record wasn't the greatest, but I think what people saw as the year went on is that we're not going to quit. You know, we, we were we were a team that um went after every loose ball and just fight to, fought to the final whistle. And I think that's a credit to um Coach VanderSkaff and Coach Burkhart. Um those guys really um push the issue every day. They make sure we're working hard and um you know as a quarterback uh I have to be a leader on the football team and um it was something my sophomore year too I um my sophomore year too uh I was I guess I was kinda hesitant to be a leader in football and then as the season went on um, I got better at it and then um, with basketball I kind of just carried that on so it wasn't that m- uh, much bit much a uh, much of a big change for me there
0: um, as as we kind of wind down here um, we just want to wish you the best um, as you take off for Dallas here uh, for the elite 11 regional camp um, we're definitely going to want to get back together with you and uh, you know have you share your experience with us and our listeners um, and uh, you know we just we wish you, the best of luck down there and uh, hope everything plays out for you well. I
2: Rich. do have one more thing. I know you're a Bills fan, and a lot of people yeah. don't know that you're a Bills fan. So if you had to pick right now, and I know going in, and we talked about this before, Josh Allen's obviously your clear favorite. If you were to start a team right now, would you put Jim Kelly at quarterback or Josh, Josh Allen? Josh Allen. Okay, I just <laughs> wanted to know. Jim, Jim Kelly was the guy until Josh Allen got there, it took him to yep. – Countless Super Bowls, wasn't able to win any, but I was like, I th- I thought of that today before. I was like, you know what? If someone asked me, being a Broncos fan, would I want Peyton Manning or John Elway? Mm-hmm. I'm going John Elway.
1: Yeah.
2: Not saying that Peyton's not great, mm-hmm. but well, we'll see. But hopefully, you know, they turn it around and all of a sudden my answer changes to Russell Wilson and we win a couple Super Bowls. I'm I'm <laughs> okay with that. Yeah. But that's that's a that's a good question. And you don't find a lot of Bills fans around here. You guys are super passionate and awesome. So and obviously, you know that that's you can see that with your love of the game, you know, they call them Bill's Mafia and and for a reason, but, uh, you know, just uh, it's super cool thing that, that you're able to, you were able to experience that, that playoff game too and stuff. But I wanted to, I wanted to pick your brain and see who you, you, were if you were an old school guy or a new school guy, I, honestly, I'd probably go Josh Allen too, the man's a freak, but <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was this, uh, kind of off the ball question that I, I wanted to ask. So.
0: Well, we, we appreciate you stopping in and it was great. Uh, sharing every uh, bit of information with you, having shared with us. And uh, we're just grateful for your time and, and wish you the best moving forward.
1: Yep. Thank you guys for having me. Yep. Thanks for your time.